Okay, I am three quarters through my coffee. I am almost ready to go. Taking a uh, take, taking a page out of your book, I still I still have all, all that uh, seltzer left from uh, last oh. time. That truly hard seltzer. Yeah. How? Oh, yeah. I did have a truly. How, how's that going? <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's it's seltzer. There's only two <laughs> carbs in it, so. Yeah, there's still like five percent though, right? Yeah, it's five percent. I'm getting annihilated on Friday. I don't even know. My buddies and I are, don't tell anybody, but we're getting four of us together. Oh, here we go. And we're playing Mario Party and we're drinking beer all night. So don't tell the CDC. I don't need them on my ass either. Come knocking on your door. Yeah. A little bit late for that though, Mike. About what? You just told us. I know. The CDC is not listening to us. Yeah, don't worry, and and this will not be going up by Friday, <laughs> <laughs> or next Friday, mind you. <laughs> oh man, we'll see. I might have time on on Sunday. We'll we'll see what happens there, since I get to ignore Mother's Day for the most part. Yeah, it's another thing too. I was like, I'm gonna follow. Like, I've been on keto. I've lost all the weight that I've gained back and everything. I'm feeling good. And my buddy's like, Hey, I'm done with my class. We should like celebrate on Friday. I'm like, Yeah, fuck yeah. And then my my mom called me and she's like, "Hey, you know Mother's Day is Sunday, right? We're going to, to your grandma's house." I'm like, "Cool." So I'm not eating keto then either. So I'm gonna just make a fucking weekend out of it, you know? Yeah. It was so what part of your keto diet involves jelly beans and, and cheese balls? None of it, but just out of curiosity. So like, on <laughs> keto, they always tell you you can't cheat, you can't do this, you can't do that, but. For me, like the reason why I lost almost 70 pounds is by cheating once per month. It like it does something. I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about, but like I know my body. I lose more weight if I have a cheat day or like a cheat like meal or something. I lose more weight the following week. Like it like puts my body like it metabolizes food better somehow. I don't know. But I just know that I've been losing more weight by cheating once per month. So I know exactly what you're talking about. My girlfriend did the same thing because she's she hit like this like plateau almost. She could not lose more weight, and she's like, like constantly dieting, working out, and all that. And uh, and then one one weekend we went away, and I'm like, "Fuck it, babe, we're away. Don't we're not doing any of this not eating carbs or anything." So we right. had like pizza and pasta, and you know, go out to eat and all kinds of like horrible alcohols we put into our body and she ended up losing like four pounds that weekend yeah man that's impossible (laughs) (laughs) you need i guess i mean you need it like once per month and you know just for mentally too like knowing that i'm going to be on a keto diet for like you know the rest of the year to like drop my goal weight like that depresses me i am not doing that i have a life and i am going to eat cheese balls and jelly beans at least once per month so yeah (laughs) (laughs) so fuck all of that All right, let's get this started, because I've got shit to do tonight, including eating and going to sleep. Ooh, yes, sleep sounds really good right now. I know, Shane, it's it's like 2 a.m. where you are, right? No, it's 11.36, no, 11.26. And I would have been asleep for an hour already then. (laughs) And and you know what's really funny? I'm already half an hour past my usual bedtime. Yep. Because the last couple of weeks, I've just been I've been going to bed ten thirty, eleven o'clock, which is the most yeah, that, that, that's the most random fucking thing ever. <laughs> that's like an adult bedtime. 
I know. What's up with that? <laughs> I'm usually still, I'm usually fucking up until about three or four in the morning. Jesus Christ! Fucking Ryan, night. you must be you must be tired from like working all day, right? Oh man, I I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. See, see, I don't have that problem. Oh okay. So I mean, my bedtime is like sometimes when the sun rises, and I just look at myself and I just debate what the hell's going on. See, that's usually around about the time when I look outside and I see the sunrise and I go, oh, yeah, better go to bed. And Shane closes the lid to his coffin. Exactly. (laughs) Return to the crypt. (laughs) Alright. I gotta get this thing started. You guys are gonna fuck me over here. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Alright everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode number 85, the uh, official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. Am I wrong on that number, Mike? Are you gonna no, me? my cat barged in, and she's got a lot to say, so... Oh, okay. Good. We, have, we haven't heard from a cat in a while. Yeah, Ziggy's asleep, so you've got nothing to worry about on my end. All right. Well, on the podcast, I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. Fellas, cats aside, how are you? Uh, tired. There he is. <laughs> Uh-oh. Shadow, shush. Um, yeah, I'm not doing not doing too well. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shane, other than not sleeping, how are you? Tired, old, um, cantankerous, uh, miserable. Um, but I think that's about it, really. It covers all the bases. Excellent. Off to a good start. Yay! <laughs> Well, on the podcast, if you're not familiar with us, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. Felching. As I mentioned, felching always comes up. Never fails. I just brought that up last night. (laughs) Casual conversation. Yeah, my buddy was over and I was telling him how you guys introduced me to the fine art of felching. No, but please go on. So, as I mentioned, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach the podcast, uh, Gmail, all you need is blood pod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's going to be on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, something else, Spotify, I almost forgot, but it's there. And just type in all you need is blood and subscribe. Smash that like button. Mm. Uh, yeah, leave, a re- leave a review. <laughs> Don't leave a review. <laughs> yeah, leave a review. Tell us how bad we really are. How disorganized and crap. <laughs> Don't leave a review. <laughs> Mike, you're going to fuck up our metrics. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to fuck it up. Not uh, us. Not the 20 not minutes us. of diddling with microphones at the fucking beginning of each episode. <laughs> 
Oh no, I got a piece of ice in my mouth now. I I'll can just hear that ice on on camera. <laughs> I can hear mic. that. Don't worry, I'll edit that out. No, I won't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, fellas, um, is anything else going on since the last time we spoke? You been getting into any uh, movies or games or anything, Mike? Um. So I haven't been working. I haven't worked since March thirtieth. And oh, with all this free time, you would think that I would be getting into more things, doing more things. But I just wake up, I go on YouTube, a blur happens, and then I go to bed. <laughs> it's, it's it's the most meaningless kind of life that you could possibly have. Um, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> I have been like trying to get into more games. Like I, um, I started Nino Cooney for PlayStation. Haven't got too far with it. I'm still playing Animal Crossing. I'm for some reason I'm buying more records now because with unemployment I'm also making more money now than I did. So explain that to me. Um, because I, I guess like if you're unemployed due to Corona, you get like more money for unemployment. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck oh, yeah, really? yeah, I've been getting paid more. So thanks, uh, Illinois. Um, so yeah, I've been buying more records lately. I snagged that um, Waxwork uh, Records, uh, the Thing bundle. So oh, it comes yeah. with, yeah, I got the the Thing vinyl, which I didn't have before and it sold out before. But it also came with a Lost Cues record by John Carpenter. So it's like the lost tracks of the Thing. And I like texted Val. I'm like, I dude, I need this. I, I fucking absolutely need it. And it should have been shipped out yesterday. So it's sold out now, but I'm pretty pretty much looking forward to that. What color vinyl did you get? Uh, with, with the soundtrack, because I know they did variants in the past. It's I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I kind of just snagged whatever it was. I think it's the white one with like a blue splatter. I think. Ooh. I think I don't know. That was the one I was after. Yeah, they they brought it back, so I'm 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 excited for that. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I can't really exercise either. So because I was starting to run, and then they shut down the <laughs> they fucking shut down the high school where I was running at. So I haven't done that either. Um, <laughs> what else haven't I been doing? Um, no, that that's that's about it. <laughs> my life sucks right now, and it's oh my God. but it's like okay, so it's not bad. Like as I told you guys before, like a certain date, I get my license. Like I can apply for my Chicago uh, stationary license, and that's in July. So like I'm an apprentice right now, but after I pass the test, I'll be an engineer. So it's like my apprenticeship is up in July. So after July, I have more options to go to more places to be an engineer. So it's like right now, knowing I'm taking my test in July and like being off work and getting paid, it's like it's not the absolute worst thing in the world. But knowing that I'm going to take my test anyway, so it's like I'm trying to enjoy it while also simultaneously not being able to enjoy anything because everything's closed. So it's mm. but I did order a Black Sabbath face mask. Mm-hmm. So that's the highlight of my life so far. You ordered one. It didn't come in. It did not come in yet. It was just shipped. So I'm hoping yeah. the quarantine lasts until I get it. 
and it's going to show up and they're going to be like, no more masks, everybody. <laughs> yeah. My governor is going to be like, ah, I'll just open up everything. Shit. How about you, Shane? Have you been getting into anything good recently? Uh, <laughs> um, Korean, vi- uh, Korean cooking videos. On okay. YouTube. I've masturbated to some of those, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing like an old Korean housewife. <laughs> I've seen that one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Did you see the one with the bibimbap? 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 Are you having? Are you having an old person moment? What are you doing? I don't fucking know. Um, who are you? What the fuck am I doing here? Um, uh, no, I've been. Um, <laughs> I've been getting slightly political. Uh, I got banned on Facebook for a couple of days earlier this week um, for voicing an opinion. <laughs> Being, boy. Yeah, which didn't go down too well. So what was the I, opinion? I want to know the opinion. Basically, somebody had posted something about a... Um, about Get a, ready for Shane to be banned from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was uh, somebody who posted a link to a news article about a group of people in London um, basically instigating a mass hug in protest to the potential extension of the lockdown in the UK. What a bunch of fucking losers. I'm I'm against that on a principle of hugging. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to do with a virus. Basically, I called I called them a group of fucking mong bollocks, and I, within five seconds of posting it, I got a ban from Facebook uh, altogether. Yeah, it was well, it was a twenty-four hour ban. I wasn't allowed to post or like anything. Um, I could Jesus. reply to messages, um, but I couldn't couldn't post anything. And then I tried to like a friend's photo and got an additional 24 hours on top of that. What? Yeah. <laughs> you were sent to your room. I was sent to my coffin, yeah. <laughs> I got told to get in the corner and cry like a little goth bitch. Pop it up, buddy boy. You want another 24? <laughs> 48. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, that happened at the weekend, which was highly entertaining, and it was very funny. I thought it was absolutely fucking hilarious, personally, but, you know. Man, that's crazy. Like, I've posted 9-11 jokes on 9-11, and I've never been there. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's crazy that you got banned for that. Yeah. It was, but, a, uh, do you want to know what the picture was? I'm sorry, but the, it cracks me up every time, and this is, like, pure dark humor but do you remember the scene in toy story where uh buzz is carrying woody and he's like buzz you missed missed the truck he's like we're not aiming for the truck and then like the next thing they're going into the world (laughs) traits that reminds that reminds me of the time i bought my friend for christmas i bought him um uh, a jenga set and on the box, I wrote 9-11 Jenga. Oh, uh, no. As an additional pr- uh, gift, I bought him a little toy airplane that just wrote 9-11 on the side of it. And ah, he found it hysterically funny. So did his sister. His mother branded me evil and distasteful. And his father just 
chuckled. My God, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, when, when does that podcast ban start? CDC is going to stop at my door first, and they're going to go across the pond over to Shane's. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be a, a trip from the FBI, I think. I don't know. I'll be like, what the fuck do you want? Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Ryan? What have you been up to? All right, well, speaking of horrible dark things, uh, I tried one of Mike's Monster Energy Irish Blends. Oh, my God. (laughs) I haven't even finished. (laughs) (laughs) Screw you guys, I'm going at a whiteboard. Shit. (laughs) No, 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 please continue, Shane. What else do you got for us? (laughs) Fuck's sakes. Um... (laughs) Uh, yeah, I um, other than my uh, my ban from Facebook, uh, I've been watching old movies. Um, v for Vendetta. Um, I watched the other night for the first time. Is that old now? Is that how old we are? Two thousand and five, isn't it? Fifteen years. Yeah. Holy shit! Fuck me. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fucking, it's kind of bizarre. Depressing? <laughs> that too. Because, I mean, I've been saying to people how everything is in the UK at the moment with the government and the government fucking absolutely everything up in a spectacular fashion. I actually have been telling people you need to watch FIFA Vendetta because that's as close to what we are experiencing in the UK as you could possibly imagine. Minus the um, the masks and the um, guy, the steroided up guy going around killing politicians. So um, yeah, so I watched that, and um, I've been listening to lots of old school old school hair metal, um, mm. which has been kind of cool. Uh, I've been avoiding um, the human population like the plague because there is. Well, a it kind of is a plague. <laughs> yeah, I, was like the plague. I was getting to that. Yeah, there is a plague going around. Um, what else have I been doing? That's about it. Oh, yeah, sleeping at really weird times, like going to bed at 11 p.m., which is. Not like me at all. It's I'm going to sleep at eleven PM and I'm waking up at exactly five forty five AM. Yeah, your 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 weird times of sleeping, Shane, are what we call normal times. Man, there's that man, there's a northeast accent from Ryan. Really? Yeah, you're like, well we call (laughs) Oh yes. It's damn, it's, dude. That was, more of a, that was more of a misspeaking. <laughs> I know, but it just fit, you know. Sounds yeah. like a New Yorker to me. Um, yeah, I I tend to speak more like a New Yorker than I do Boston, but Boston accents are funnier. So, do yeah. I have an accent? Uh, no, I, I think Val has more of an accent than you do. Okay, actually, I can remember the very first phone conversation I had with Ryan. When I said hello, and you went, "Holy shit, you really are British, aren't you?" I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was all crumpets and tea the whole rest of the time. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
fucking crumpets and tea. <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even want Ryan to speak because he's just gonna bash on one of my favorite drinks, and it's horse <laughs> okay. shit. All right. Well, I got to. I I got a negative and a positive to say. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, on the odd occasion that I do not get a coffee in the morning because sometimes I'm running really late because I, I prefer to sleep than I do get up, um, I'll stop and I'll get – lately I've been getting like an energy drink at the gas station uh, mostly because I don't want to go interact with people at like the coffee area. Right. And it just seems skeevier now, so I'd much rather grab something out of the cooler. So I decided to try one of those Monster Energy Irish blends, and uh, it does taste like Bailey's, and it, but there's something slightly off about it. So I think it is, like we mentioned in the previous one, like drinking Bailey's from a shoe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm old Greg! <laughs> so it, it, it was kind of gross, uh, but I did also try the Monster Mule. I don't know if you had that one, Mike. I have had that one. Yeah, that one was delightfully gingery with like a little bit of spiciness, although a little too sweet. Um, but it oh. was still good. I like that one a whole lot better than <clears throat> I did the uh, the Irish blend one. Did you shake the Irish blend? It tells you you got to lightly shake it. I don't remember. See? Yeah. Listen. <laughs> he didn't. I, I drank I drank the whole thing, so by the time <laughs> I got to the bottom, it was all gone. <laughs> At least you tried it. I gave it a shot. I gave it my best. Uh, let's see. What else have I been doing? Oh, I started watching, not horror-related, so I started watching Shit's Creek. I don't know if uh, anybody's seen that or heard of it. I saw the previews for it. Yeah, it's like a, it's on Netflix. Um, like It's got, uh, what's his name, Eugene Levy, and I think his son is also in it. Really? And, yeah, it's, it's. Uh, an interesting show. I think, like, the first season is more of, of, like, huh, that's funny. Like, you would say that, but not laugh. You'd go, hmm, that's that's pretty interesting. But then later on, it, it sort of has, like, uh, like Parks and Rec. You know, Parks and Rec, the first season's kind of crap. Yeah. It starts weak, and then as it goes on, you're like, oh, my God, I love this. Like, that's what's happening. Like, it starts slow, and then after you make it past the first season, you're like, "Oh yeah, now now I see what's going on here." They're they're starting to get the characters where they should be. So I've been enjoying that. I finished Borderlands 3's story, as Mike forced me to finish it early, <laughs> um, so I can make it onto Doom Eternal, which I've been playing more of that now. I beat the second Hell Priest, which was fucking tough, but made it through. Okay. Um, let's see, what else have I been doing? Oh, I started reading, uh, Eight Days in the Woods, the unauthorized story of the making of the Blair Witch Project. Ooh. Uh, written by friend of the podcast, Matt Blazy. Yeah. So, that's pretty good. It's interesting. I'm, like, a third of the way through that. Goes into depth on, like, the, like, everybody involved in it, which is probably the most interesting part. Everything from, like, casting to the background to the people making it producers how they gather the money like all that stuff like i said i'm like a third of the way through the book and they haven't even started filming yet so uh, it's pretty interesting yeah that was a proper passion project for matt oh yeah you know he that's he, taken him years to do that and it's yeah. really cool i haven't got a copy yet but it's really cool that he actually went out of his way and he did that i do need to get myself a copy yeah, tell, tell him to send you one I'll pay for it, obviously. But <laughs> it, no, it's um, 
Yeah, I'll get him to see if he can get me, uh, get me a copy. Yeah, I got mine off of Amazon, but I know he was, he, you, if you, like, mail him or whatever, send him a message, I think he'll sell you one and sign it and stuff. Yeah. Which is cool. I was going to track him down at a convention if a horror convention ever happens again. Yeah. Just hit him, around, hit him around the head with it and then just say, Oi, sign this. <laughs> He's a good guy, though. Yeah, he is a good guy. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, I usually see... He was actually he was going to come up to Connecticut to the CT Horror Fest because they were having some of the Blair Witch people were coming up. And I'm like, oh, shit, I could get everybody to sign this book. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah. But... Uh, I, I don't know if that's still happening, so who knows? No, obviously, because that went tits up, didn't it? On quite a special Yeah. Fashion. Oh, my God. I, I got an email today. My Rage Against the Machine tickets. I got an update. It said, uh, your Rage Against the Machine show has been moved uh, from August 12th, 2020 to August 9th. 2021 and i'm like oh god yeah. damn it's a fucking year some people are even speculating that uh there's gonna be no concerts next year either oh no don't say that yeah, well, just, trust me i got black dahlia murder and testament that was fucking postponed i'm pissed off about that so well you say that my the pearl jam gig i was going to for my birthday has been fucking um being postponed with no official date yet yeah that, uh, I was also supposed to be going to a Bon Jovi concert that just got cancelled, I think. They're just like, no, nope, no tour. Man, you lucked out then. Yeah, you- oh, no. <laughs> don't, let, don't let Elisa hear you say that. She's from Jersey, man. She'll cut you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the deal, though. I was like, okay, Elisa, you're going to you're going to rage, and she's like, then you're fucking going to Bon Jovi. I'm like, <laughs> I'd, do, I'd, bet, I'd bet anything, right, that Ryan will be sitting there Headbanging along in spandex and lycra and fucking what was it? Fucking leg warmers, neon leg warmers. Wait, wait a second, Shane. Only one of us admitted to listening to hair metal this this episode. <laughs> I'm just saying, you and Elisa, you're going to see Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, I wish I had hair to like spike up and blow out like in, in, in 80s, you know, lightning bolts going through and shit. Do you know what? If you, I you guys make me a wispy and thin on top. <laughs> you know you'd go, Mike. I would not. If that, like, if Val liked bad music and she wanted to go to Bon Jovi, <laughs> I would be like, I don't know. She actually did drag me to a train. It was train and someone else. And I hope she, she doesn't listen to this, so she won't know. But yeah, she dragged me there. Like it wasn't the worst time in the world, but it was like one of my first non-metal concerts. So mm-hmm. it was weird for me, like a bunch of like non-metal. Yeah, dude. I that's all. Like I've all the concerts I've been to are metal concerts. Uh, well, I've been to a Rage show before, so that's kind of not metal. Well, I did go to the orchestra of uh, Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah that was pretty neat. Uh, what do, what do punk shows count as? That's not a metal show, right? No, but you know, oh. metal thrash metal came from punk music, so yeah. They're basically punk shows. I'm trying to think if I've been to non-metal. What the hell else have I been to? I got taken to a. I got dragged to a jazz festival. Oh, I've I've seen like bands at bars, like you know, people playing jazz and stuff like that. But... Oh, yeah, but no, this was a jazz festival. Jazz um, is that OG metal shit, though. Yeah, they say that, but but have you listened to it? 
Yeah, I've seen the Death Clock episode where they meet that guy. <laughs> Death Clock. But, they they wrote Murder Train. <laughs> but I went to this. I got dragged to this festival and then made my excuses to go to the toilet and didn't actually return. I actually had to take a shit or something. Yeah, I actually found a maze in the middle of a wood and sat there and got ritually fucking shit faced. I smoked joint after joint, got so wasted, forgot where I was, and then woke up in somebody's hedge because I'd apparently tried to make my way home, got lost, and woke up in a hedge the next day. So you're in The Shining. Yeah, so that's exactly what I'm picturing. Yeah. <laughs> I stuck in a maze. <laughs> I've never been so drunk I woke up in a maze before. That's pretty oh. that's pretty impressive. Oh, I've got um I've been stoned before and I'd left my buddy's house and it's like literally a fifteen minute walk from his house to where I used to live with my parents. And I left his house at Eleven fifteen in the evening, and I got home at two fifteen in the morning, with no recollection whatsoever what happened in those three hours. But you made it. So I got home. Like- I got home. I walked in the door. It was two fifteen. I was like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I left Sam's fifteen minutes ago, and it's two fifteen. And it was eleven. It was eleven fifteen. It's now 2.15 a.m. Where the fuck have I been for the last three hours? And no recollection whatsoever. Maybe you were uh, someone drug you. Well, I have been smoking dope, so possibly. Yeah, it, it was Shane. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hardcore drug fiend for 15 years running. Hello? <laughs> I roofied myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Oh, God. So, yeah. All right. Fun time. Well, let's get on topic slightly here. As, as, as much as we can get on topic. Because we've just been rambling for the last 40 minutes. It's at 35 or so. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Oh my god. Drugs are All bad. Right, so... uh... <laughs> Please edit half of this out. This is the worst. <laughs> this is so no, leave it in. Leave it filled in. with fucking filler. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even breathe. Oh god. Oh shit. All right, so, well, we had a choice of what we wanted to do for this episode, and we are trying to, like, brainstorm. Uh, and, and I guess we could have gone, like, I don't know, the the not-offensive route and not done a movie on viruses and, uh, <laughs> and, and pandemics, but fuck it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about some uh, virus movies, shall we, fellas? Sure. All right, who wants to start? I don't care. You're the leader. All right, fine. I'll start. <laughs> um, as I like to do from time to time, <clears throat> I feel like we shouldn't always watch good movies. So I decided to go with uh, Cabin Fever 2. Good Spring great. Fever. Why? <laughs> why? Yeah, why? I don't know. Because <laughs> I own it. 
Was it as bad as Cabin Fever Three with Sean Astin? Wait, wait, there's a three? There's a there's a zero. Is that the one with Sean Astin? Yeah, that's the one with Sean Astin. Oh, I, I didn't watch that one. I only watched two. I, I have that one, Zero, and the remake. I was going to watch the remake. I just didn't have enough time. It's the same as the original. It's, yeah. so, it's so fucking... It's such a waste of time. So, okay. Well, here's the thing out of the original. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I was never, like, in love with the original. Uh, it, it never did it for me. Like, you know, Eli Roth that people are like, oh my God, this is the next big thing. I'm like, whoa, really? I better watch this. I watched it and I'm like, okay, this guy really likes Evil Dead 2. And um, there's like dick jokes and stuff in it. I guess that's okay. Everybody in it's a douchebag. I hate every character and I want them all to die. And they pretty much all do. So great. Um, I don't know. I never really, really got the, the big thing about the original Cabin Fever. How about you guys? Did that like stand out in any way uh for me i grew up with it i i really like the first cabin fever since watching it since then it's aged not too well <laughs> like the acting is just pretty bad yeah but uh i like the effects in it and i don't know i liked i like that early eli roth where he had promise and before yeah, I he think just hostels way better than cabin oh fever. i do too but it, like that early eli roth where he like Man, this guy is gonna be the next great, amazing horror director, and he hasn't done shit in so long. Oh, he spent like 20, 20 years making the Green Inferno. Yeah, that worked out well. <laughs> yeah, but remember that one scene where the girl had diarrhea? <laughs> yeah, that one scene. <laughs> Fuck. What were you gonna say about Cabin Fever, Shane? It's for me. Cabin Fever was one of those movies where I watched it. I was like, yeah, it was alright, you know, not too bad, and then. Um, when it got, when I got the DVD, um, I actually thought the special features were far superior than the film itself. Huh? Yeah. Um, primarily because it was uh, the uh, episodes of the Rotten Fruit on the DVD, which was the which was the animated short that Eli Roth did before he did Cabin Fever, and it's basically about a homicidal group of fruit who happened to be a singing group. And they're kind of like a punk rock band. Uh, so you've got like banana, strawberry, a cherry, a slice of watermelon going around offing every opposition that they meet. And they're actually ridiculously funny. But, uh, that sounds, that sounds amazing. It's fucking awesome. It seriously is. There was like three episodes on the DVD on the special features. And it's, it's just awesome. Is probably the funniest thing Eli Roth has ever put his hand, name to, apart from the scene in Green Inferno when the woman falls out of the tree. Oh yeah, that was a good one too. I run the, the helicopter blade or the plane blade. You know, mm-hmm. uh, those those were pretty funny. But um, yeah, I mean, I never bothered with the uh, um, the remake. Um, but yeah, the original film was okay. Um, some pretty gross scenes in there. I thought it. Yeah. But yeah, I guess he obviously went for the gross hope, the seventies gross hope kind of stuff, which a lot of people kind of like. And yeah, it was all right. So what I found amazing about Cabin Fever Two, and I didn't even realize this till I started watching it, and you know the the titles come up it was directed by ty west 
who is most famous for the Roost, House of the Devil, the Innkeepers. And I'm like, that's not like a Cabin Fever 2 type of guy. Like, that's... Because, you know, if you watch House of the Devil, slow burn, you don't know what's going on, there's a lot of tension being built, and it's like a gorgeous movie, like real 70s throwback. And Cabin Fever 2 is kind of like a splatter fest. Like, it's not, I don't know, I guess as smart as his other films, I would say. So I was really surprised that he directed it. And then I looked it up, and apparently, after like a ton of... uh, Uh, re-editing and reshooting by the producers, Uh, Ty West wanted to have his name removed from the film. Yeah. Uh, And uh, they said no, because he wasn't a member of the Directors Guild. So they were like, nope, you're stuck. And they kept his name on it, and he's been pissed about it ever since. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, oh, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, And I could kind of see why, because the movie is really dumb. It's it's like... um, a really bad version of, like, Carrie or some other, like, high school, I don't know. Like, like all the characters, again, are, in keeping with the, the first film, all the characters are unlikable. I hate them all. I, I don't want anyone to survive. Like, there's no one you're rooting for. Even the main character is, like, this gross creep. And you're like, I, I don't care about this guy. I, if he gets the girl, if he doesn't get the girl, who gives a shit? And it's all centered around the prom and, you know, one thing that's kind of cool is that it picks up literally right after the first Cabin Fever. Like, it starts off, the, the the guy that, well, to spoil the first Cabin Fever, whatever, who cares, it came out a million years ago. Um, the guy that gets dumped in the river at the end of the movie washes the shore, crawls out of the river, and then gets smashed by a school bus, and it, like, splatters Cabin Fever 2, on, on, you know, onto the screen. That's the only part I remember from this movie. <laughs> Oh, you've seen it? <laughs> yeah, I've seen all of them, but this is the only part I remember. The, like the dude from Boy Meets World just makes like right. a five minute cameo, and like that's yep. it. Uh, he has top billing, by the way. Of course, of course, he's. It's not even five minutes. <laughs> like it's literally like thirty seconds. Like, Straws out and smash. <laughs> and it's funny. It's it's funny. There are some parts that like make you chuckle, and some gross out parts that you're just like, ew, that's gross, but. Uh, the special effects range from like some really good practical stuff um, to, to everybody just spitting up mouthfuls of, of fake blood. Like instead of doing like, you know, effects where their faces are melting or whatever, it'll just be like every kid in the room just going Bleh! spitting blood out of their mouth. Um, but uh, it's, I didn't hate this as much as I thought I was going to, but I didn't really like it. I, I don't think it's worth checking out. Like, even if you're a fan of the first one, it, there's nothing really here. The only thing I would say is if, I don't know, if you're, like, really into high school horror movies, you're like, gotta, you know, oh, I'm going to watch Carrie or Christine or, you know, any of those sort of classic movies that take place in a high school, and you're like, oh, I want to really, really want to see one from like 2004. Uh, okay, I, I guess, <clears throat> I guess this is one to watch. And that's kind of the other part. Like this was filmed, and I think 06, 07, and it didn't come out until 09 because everybody hated it and they had to reshoot it a bunch of times. So, yeah, that, that's about it. I don't know. I'll, I'd say avoid it. Not really worth it, but I, I'm still going to watch the prequel and uh, the remake eventually. Oh, the prequel sucks. It. Is it worse than two? I think so. 
Oof. From what I remember, I think it was really bad. Yeah, is there? Do you remember anything from part two that like like any of the kills that stood out in your mind, Mike? Only the opening scene. That's it. The only other one that I thought was interesting, there like it's it's not even a virus kill. It's like uh, one of the guys bashes in the head of one of the infected people, and like smashes his head open, and that's a really good head burst scene. Like it's gross. He's just hitting it with a fire extinguisher over and over and over again until it's just like <laughs> splurts out. So that was pretty good. I also I wish the movie ended when the story resolved itself, but it goes on for like another 10 minutes at a strip club. And I'm like, why is this happening? Who are these people? Why? I don't care. And then it just, the movie just keeps going. And I'm like, no, this, this should have ended 10 minutes earlier. Why are you putting this in? I guess. Cause they didn't have enough boobs in it. It was like a boob requirement or something. I think it was their penis to boob ratio because there, there is one dick shot in the movie. So they're like, well, if we have one shot of penis, we need to have 12 boob shots. <clears throat> it's understandable. Yeah, you got to maintain that ratio. It's the only way to do it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever. So. Yay. Uh, Yay. <laughs> what about you, Mike? What did you watch? So, um, apparently I watched two non-horror movies. Even though I I thought they were horror movies, so the first one I watched was uh, Mayhem, which was um, made in 2017. It's a Shutter exclusive, and it's basically they call it a horror comedy, but it's more of like a comedy action film. I wouldn't really call it horror. It's not scary at all. Uh, it was directed by Joe Lynch, who did a segment of Chillerama. And he did Knights of Badassdom, both of which I have not seen. <clears throat> oh, I was um, going to ask which Chillerama segment. Oh, he did um, Zombie Movie. Okay, yeah, that one was kind of boring. I mean, all of Chillerama is <laughs> kind of boring, but yeah, I know which one that was. So this stars uh, Steven Yun, I, or Yen, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, and I'm not going to pretend like I do. He, uh, You know him from Walking Dead. Uh, Samara Weaving, who's in The Babysitter, Ready or Not, Guns Akimbo, um, and Stephen Brand is in this. He's in Helsing Ultimate, Scorpion King, and uh, the 2017 Demons. So um, the story is pretty simple. <clears throat> uh, a virus nicknamed the Red Eye was discovered 18 months prior to the movie and spread on spread around the world. There was like a thousand confirmed cases uh, globally, like confirmed outbreaks. Um, the virus itself isn't lethal, but it causes people to lose all forms of sense and they just like do whatever they want. Like they'll have sex with their coworkers in the office. They'll fight their boss. It's basically 28 days later, but, but this is like the comic, like funny version of it. It's very dark humor. Um, like in the movie, a man was convicted of murder for killing his boss while he was under the influence of the virus, but, uh, the courts said it wasn't his fault. So the case was just thrown out. So the story follows Steven Yen's character named Derek, who works at a consultation company. The office gets the virus and it spreads to everyone working there. 
The duct work in the building apparently has sensors looking for the virus, and the CDC is dispatched to the building. So the CDC tells the head boss, of the, the CEO of the company, that a gas has been dispelled to control and remove the virus completely from everybody, from everything. But it'll take eight hours to take effect. And until then, the CDC just tells people to remain calm. And uh, in the beginning of the movie, Derek gets fired and he gets framed for something that wasn't his fault. So while he's being escorted out of the building, the CDC traps the uh, the doors and makes them close. So the rest of the movie, Derek is slowly getting revenge for getting fired. All while knowing that no matter who he kills or what happens, he's got impunity because he's he's has the virus. So everybody in the building's got the virus and basically nothing's going to happen to anybody. So that's pretty much the whole movie. Um, what I did really like about this is the fact that like there was one scene where he's holding, he's like threatening his boss and he's got a phone and he's got Skype on in the background. And uh, you could just see people like, like no matter what scene it is, there's always somebody in the background just beating the shit out of somebody else or like having sex <laughs> with somebody. And it's like so over the top. But I was reading the IMDb um, uh, like uh, trivia thing. And I guess <laughs> there's a scene where two people are actually having sex with each other. And it was a couple in real life. So that's not something you see <laughs> in a lot of movies. Um, really? Yeah, but almost every scene in this movie has, like, in the background, someone's getting killed or someone is just, like, beating the hell out of somebody else. And that's what the virus does. It just makes you lose control. Uh, I like this movie. Uh, it wasn't, like, I'm not in love with it by any means. Um, what I did like is it's very violent extremely violent um i could have used more like gore scenes but i think that's just me being picky but people are getting the shit kicked out of them there's a lot of death on scene uh there's uh some cgi but it's not too noticeable samara weaving and steven yen are fantastic in it like i could tell like steven yen's like actually acting in a movie about the dumbest principle ever and samara mm -hmm. weaving i have like recently got the biggest crush on ever for because i've seen her in red or not and you know the babysitter and and all of that and she's just phenomenal she's awesome there's actually like uh there's a scene in here where she's debating with steven yen about good music and she's like my favorite bands are motorhead uh faith uh dri and very old anthrax and she's wearing a black dahlia murder shirt and like she also oh, puts on faith no more and i'm like this like movie is awesome when it comes to good music um other than that there's not too many things i didn't like about it there's a lot of cliches that you've seen before like some of the writing is pretty bland some of the kills and it's just stuff that you've like really seen a lot before uh, but the movie plays out like a video game. It's like, you know, he's going to each like branch of the company, act, trying to get key cards to open doors to try to get to the final CEO. And it just reminded me of like an old school video game. Overall, it was a lot of fun. Like you could see um, when they have the virus, they've got like, uh, I think the right eye is red and they call it the That's why they call it the red eye virus. So and in certain scenes, like at the beginning of the movie, you can like he touches a folder and then you see that fold the camera pan on the folder while it's like touching like 10 other people and then they all get infected and it's it's pretty neat in terms of showing the sickness getting spread around but overall like i, I think it's good 
but I wouldn't, you know, break my back to go to, to watch it again. But it's on Shutter if you are interested. It's a Shutter exclusive, so yeah. Cool. I've been thinking of signing up for Shutter. I've been hearing really good things about Joe Bob Briggs' show on there. Yeah, me too. I I just stole Val's. <laughs> she she steals my Netflix and the Criterion thing, so I'm stealing her Shutter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of this one, Shane? Nope. No, I remember. This sounds familiar. I think I've seen a trailer for this before. Yeah, yeah. I I logged on to Shutter and I was like, oh yeah, that came out. And I didn't hear much of it, but it wasn't bad. Cool. Yeah, maybe if I maybe if I get Shutter, I'll check that out. Oh, there's a Shutter add-on for Amazon Prime that could make it easy. Oh, maybe I should do that. Sweet. Cool. Uh, Shane, did you have a movie you wanted to discuss? I do, actually. And I know you suggested something while we were chatting earlier, but I then remembered that I watched a film last night on Netflix called Peelers, which um, came out in 2016, um, directed by Sev, uh, Sev Shalens, and it's about a small-town strip club owner who must defend her bar, her strippers, and her life when violent infected patients, uh, patrons even, show up on the final closing night and all hell breaks loose. Basically, the premise behind this story is that there's a woman running a bar. Uh, it's the final night because she sold she sold the place to some dodgy-looking fucking Western Texan twat um, in a fucking Stetson hat. Um, and basically, his plan is to demolish the club. And they have no reason, no, they don't understand why. But basically, she, these four Mexican dudes turn up in the pub and they basically, they're enjoying themselves or having a drink and all the rest of it. And for every, um, and there's one of the guys, he starts getting a nosebleed. But it's not just blood, it's black, it's an oily black shit. And but in turn each of these guys go off to the bathroom one throws up in quite a spectacular fashion which is pretty fucking epic actually um and then the other guy goes in to find him and then he gets attacked and you know these four mexican guys get attacked and like killed off and stuff and essentially what it is uh the premise behind the story is they're working in a mine they crack open a rock and this black oily substance starts pouring out of the rock. So one of the Mexicans walks up to it, holds it in his hands, says, we found oil. And basically all these guys dip their finger into this guy's hand and, you know, they all start rejoicing because they found oil. Essentially what they've done, they've infected each other with this oily substance and it has essentially turned them into psychopathic murderers. So they go around and start killing the patrons of this bar um, in quite impressive fashions, actually. I mean, one of them gets... There's a woman who gets stabbed through the back and the antlers come out of her tits. Um, and basically, he, he impales her with those. One guy gets decapitated with a pen knife. Um... And then another guy basically just gets his head 
peeled back, you know, kind of like in Hatchet, but not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's essentially this woman and the uh, the staff in her bar, basically, because it's a strip bar, um, they all start having to fight off all these all these infected dudes who, no matter how many times you shoot them in the head, they still get up. Um, which is kind of funny and it's only funny for a certain amount of time and then it starts to get a little bit old but um, there's uh, I am going to go with spoilers because this movie (laughs) it's just worth watching just for the comedy aspect of it because it is pretty fucking funny Um, but there's a pregnant woman she's a pregnant stripper who um, basically she's heavily pregnant. She's about to drop any time. And there's a scene where basically she's standing over this guy who um, is infected, who happened to be one of the the barmen in this pub. And her waters break and basically land on this guy's face and disintegrates his head. So they find out that the only way to kill these infected people is by using water. But not just any water, beer. <laughs> because Wait, but I'm sure she didn't have beer up there. Well, basically, she, oh yeah, she works at a bar. So they basically, they're running around this bar, tipping bottles of beer over these infected people's heads in order to stop them in order to kill them. Um, but basically just before the move, well, they basically kill everybody off and there's this woman and her son left and the pregnant stripper basically gives birth in the kitchen of this, of this bar. And then within seconds of her giving birth gets ripped apart by one of these guys so they basically leave it leaves the top half of her torso and how and she's still alive, you know, coughing up a bit of blood, takes one look at her baby daughter, says, Oh my god, she's beautiful, and then dies. So basically there's this kid with this baby and the mother, his mother that's left, and somewhere in the film it's revealed that she managed to get a police bike, like a motorbike. And the son says, so how did you get the bike? She says, that's a story, another story for a rainy day. Cue end credits, and then a credit that says rainy day, which cuts to a scene back in the bar. There's The woman is on stage. She's about to strip, and you've got all these coppers all sitting around the bar, and, one, and they're all really drunk, and they're all celebrating the fact this cop got laid or something like that. And basically, he says, I bet you a hundred bucks, you cannot knock me out by the end of the night. And she says, I bet you your police cruiser that I can. So he says, okay, then. So she does a routine, does a full strip and everything. And she's got a baseball. Her party trick is shooting a baseball out of a pussy. Basically, (laughs) she starts doing this routine. Um, and she arches her back and or basically she puts the baseball on the stage. She swallows it up, right? Which she swallows it up. <laughs> yeah. And then basically she arches back and shoots this baseball out of a pussy into this copper's face. 
knocking him clean out. So it was like all these coppers are like, oh, my God, you actually knocked him out. So she puts her hand out and they hand him the hand of the keys. And that's how she got the bike. And that scene alone was worth the entire 95 minutes. Jesus Christ. Seriously. I mean, some of the gore in it was okay. Obviously, there was a bit of CGI. There were some um, practical effects in there, which were okay. Um, For an hour hour and 35 minutes, obviously, this was a low-budget movie. And... You know, the cast were people I've not even fucking heard of before. But, you know, it was, it was brainless, mindless fun. Just leave you, leave your brain at the door when you watch it or don't. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, you know, if you want to see some tits, watch this movie. You know, it's all good and well because there's plenty of tits on show and, um, lots of different, uh, lots of different, styles of stripping on the stage which is quite entertaining but that end scene that final scene was worth it for me because it was just so fucking funny are you saying you recommend this film shane i recommend it if only for the last five minutes <laughs> well you heard it here folks i have never even heard of this mike have you heard of this one no i haven't but it sounds ridiculous it is ridiculous. <laughs> all right, and, all right. Compare, like, I'm, I'm just trying to think horror movie wise in a strip club. How do you compare this to like zombie strippers? Oh my god, zombie strippers was way better than this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now I know how bad this movie is. Then. Yeah, <laughs> you will love it. Because your track record of really shitty movies is knows no bounds, you know. Hey. Have you brought this up to Connor Blackman? I feel like he needs to, to check this one out. I might have to tell him. I might have to message him and just say, get onto Netflix, watch Peelers. I know, yeah. Sorry for the people who have actually, if any, any of the people actually listen to this podcast and have gone, I did that movie. It wasn't as bad as people say it is or as bad as I thought it was. But it's just that last scene literally made me laugh out loud. <laughs> it's worth it just for that. Skip to the end. All right. Skip to the end. Watch the post credit scene. Done. Nice. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to do that then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll loop back around. So uh, another film that I watched, uh, I watched the Rabid remake. Um, I I know you watched this. Did it come out <laughs> in 2019, Mike? Did you watch it like this year or last year? I don't remember. I w- believe. Whoa, was it last year? It might have been last year. I watched it. Yeah, I, I I don't remember either. But I did watch. it. I also watched the original again uh, just to refresh my memory because it's been a few years since I checked that out. Ooh, Marilyn Chambers, man. Oh baby. Um. All right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the original real quick because I know you you're a big fan of that one, Mike. Right. I mean, I like it. Yeah, I think that it's 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 a classic. Uh, you know, David Cronenberg. It absolutely fits in his like whole body horror film. Oh yeah, it's, did. it's like pure Cronenberg. Like that and Shivers, I love. Yeah, Shivers is great too. That one cracks me up. Um, I, I I'm more of a fan of Videodrome. I think that's his like fucking psychotic masterpiece of just batshit crazy body horror shit but uh but yeah this one's fun Marilyn Chambers as you mentioned famous porn star 
Um, and I can't believe how good she actually is in this movie. Like, as an actress, you know, she does a fantastic job. And I don't know that I've seen her in anything else uh, other than porno, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe I'll I'll look up her other works tonight. (laughs) I'm very familiar with her other work. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what, what, this, if you haven't seen the movie itself, uh, it, it starts off with, uh, Marilyn Chambers is, uh, on a, a motorcycle with her boyfriend. They're riding around, they get into an accident and like the accident itself is fucking amazing. Like the bike goes, you know, head over tea kettle and it lands on top of Marilyn Chambers and she's sitting there screaming and it explodes into flames and she's like, ah! I don't know. I just cracked up watching it. I was like, oh my God. I shouldn't be laughing at this part, but it's absolutely hilarious. Especially because there's like a family and then like in like a camper that are like, oh my God. <laughs> Somebody help that girl. So uh, she gets taken to a the nearby plastic surgery center and they perform like uh, this experimental procedure for, for grafting skin onto her horribly burned body. And it's it's like some new scientific method. They don't really specify what it is. It's probably like stem cells, but I don't even know if like they had a great idea about stem cells back when this was filmed in, in the seventies, you know. Yeah. Um, but something was going on with it. So they uh, they gave her this grafting, and she is perfectly normal a few months later. Like she looks absolutely gorgeous, and everything is healed, and blah blah blah. But she suddenly has these uncontrollable cravings for blood and she starts like hugging these people and like cutting them and taking their blood, but you don't really see what's going on. You have no idea what it is. Uh, and um, yeah, the, the people eventually get infected with some disease and they start just losing their shit, like become horribly violent, tearing shit apart. Uh, she tries to drink the blood of a cow and ends up throwing up in a, in a real, another funny scene. <laughs> And it's just, like, the movie's really tongue-in-cheek. There's a lot of dark humor in it, I think. And the effects aren't super over-the-top like Cronenberg's other stuff, like The Fly or, you know, Videodrome or even Scanners. But, you know, there's there's some practical effects in it that are interesting. And I think it's more of just the craziness and the little set pieces they do with the crazy people running around Canada and, you know, doing all kinds of nutso stuff. Uh, what I thought was really good, like watching it now during a pandemic and you see like the response, you know, from the government and stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, there it's pretty much what's going on. They're like, stay inside. Don't talk to anybody. <laughs> don't go out if you don't have to. I'm like, yeah, that's that's about right. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, the, the movie's really good. And it, it has like a, a pretty great ending at the end where she she's like, oh, no, I'm not responsible for the virus. I've just been I've been sucking people's blood. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's good. I, 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 I think it's really funny and worth a watch. Not, it, it's funny if you have a horrible sense of humor like I do. Yeah. But, um, mo- most people would probably be, you know, sickened by the film. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Oh, the original? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it a lot. I think, uh, what was in the original? She's got, like, that thing that comes out of her armpit, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an armpit spike that like stabs them. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I mean, I like it. It's, you know, there are, there's just a certain, um, 
what's the word appeal to those like 70s really bad horror movies and Cronenberg actually made a movie that was extremely entertaining and the from what the effects uh like you said they're not over the top but when they are there they look good you know and it's Marilyn Chambers is an obnoxious and I, I I really liked the movie I thought I thought it was really good yeah and there's there's some quality scenes in it oh one thing that I thought was funny was that originally they didn't, uh, Cronenberg didn't want Marilyn Chambers. He wanted Sissy Spacek uh, from Carrie. Really? Um, yeah, that's what he, he was going for. But producer Ivan Reitman, uh, the same producer that produced Stripes, Ghostbusters, Animal House, yep. Kindergarten Cop, <laughs> and Trailer Park Boys the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, he also produced Rabid for, with David Cronenberg. Hey, Harvey Weinstein uh, wrote uh, The Burning. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. I got a burning poster in my room. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it says Harvey Weinstein right on it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's funny that the, the people that get involved in some of these things. But, yeah, Sissy Spacek would have been, I think, interesting. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe not as like, because they have this like really like sexual tone they they use Marilyn Chambers for, and I don't know if you'd get the same thing from Sissy Spacek. I mean, maybe I don't know. She's a good actress. I mean, I think I think Marilyn Chambers has got her in that department. Yeah, Shane, have you seen the first Rabbit? The first one, yeah, that was gone Christ years ago. It was a long time ago when I watched that. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, the remake, done either last year or this year, we can't decide. It was probably last year. I think it was um, released like uh, like normally this year, but it was made last year. Okay, like like it came out on demand or something right. this year? Right. Gotcha. Uh, so it's directed by the Soska sisters, uh, Jen and Sylvia, who also did uh, See No Evil 2, American Mary, Dead Hooker in a Trunk. Um and it stars Laura Vandervoort. Uh, she plays Rose this time, who it's a completely different character. Um, it, it's a remake that shares like similar themes and ideas, but the characters are different and they're played different. Um, so Rose this time is a fashion designer who works for like some asshole fashion guy uh, and gets set up with a guy that she likes. Uh, but is really pissed off that she finds out it was a setup. She's like, why would you do this to me? And I'm like, well, didn't you want to date this guy? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I feel like if I was trying to really date some girl and, like, a friend of mine, like, set it up so that she would date me, I'd be like, oh, great, thanks. That's exactly what I want. Yeah. Um, but she's not happy about it. And so she takes off on her moped and gets, like, <laughs> smashed by a truck. <laughs> not as cool of an accident. Still funny, though. Um, and then she gets sent to a hospital, uh, in which I thought was interesting. They had, they still use like some of the same names, like her doctor in the first hospital was uh Dr. Keloid, who was the, that's the name of the doctor in the original. But, uh, this time it's played by Steve McCaddy, who is the guy in Pontypool. Um, that does, I was like, Oh, I know this guy. Where do I know this guy from? I looked him up. I'm like, Oh shit. That's right. Pontypool. That's a good one. That's another, like, virus kind of movie. I was going to actually watch that for this podcast, because I don't think we've talked about it enough, but... Yeah, I think you're right. It's like, you know, I mean, it, it's that line of virus zombie, you know. 
Um, but it's it's a that's a weird one. It's a different kind of virus, right? It's like going through the radio. Yeah, it's uh, produced by a word, and you hear this word in a certain way, and it kind of triggers you to become insane, like yeah. a zombie. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but it, after that, she leaves and goes to some specialized plastic surgery place run by like a creepy doctor. And he offers some, you know, experimental treatment, much like in the first. Uh, they don't really go into details at first. And um, one scene that was in the movie that I thought was hilarious, the doctor goes, okay, I think it's time to give her the mirror. When they, like, like she takes her, her, her bandages off and her face is, like, really fucked up. <laughs> and she looks at the mirror and she's horrified and starts, like, crying and screaming. And he goes... All right, we strongly suggest taking the mirror away now. I'm like, why would you give it to her? Especially with that level of like makeup, like she looks fucked up. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and the makeup in this is pretty good, especially her makeup when you know it's showing her face. Um, because they showed yeah. they showed a lot in the movie, so that's pretty good. I, I liked that aspect of it. The other stuff I really liked in the movie, I liked the cinematography. I thought the colors were fucking awesome. Uh, and I don't remember seeing that kind of stuff in... I've only ever seen one other Soska Sisters movie. It was See No Evil 2. And I didn't like it. And um, I don't remember seeing like this sort of more artistic stuff going on in it. I thought it was more of like a straightforward dumpy slasher. Uh, that wasn't as fun as the original dumpy slasher that See No Evil was. But yeah, that was good. I, I liked the main actress too. Um, I sort of wish she had more scenes where her face was fucked up because I thought she did really well because they have her mouth wired. So she's got to like act through writing and, you know, just sort of her expressions covered in makeup with this really fucked up face. I thought she did a really good job in those parts. Uh, and after um, after the, the sur surgery or whatever, the procedure she gets, uh, she becomes like more confident and kind of, you know strutting around i thought that was really good too i didn't really like her before that but i liked her after her accident <laughs> so yeah those are good uh let's see what else happens in this i don't know it, it kind of follows the same type of path she starts like craving blood and you don't really see what's going on she starts like hallucinating at times and you're left questioning is this real is this a dream at different parts but you know obviously it's going to be real because you know, it follows the same track as the first movie, kind of, and people start going nuts after she bites them or attacks them, and it starts transmitting. Um, a lot of the scenes aren't as connected to the plot. They they, they seem to be more standalone scenes. I guess the original kind of had that, too, when the guy, like, steals the other guy's, like, fried chicken, and he gets pissed off about it. Uh, but in this one, there's, like, a hospital scene where they go in and the doctor's like, we've never seen anything like this and we have to contain this and no, don't tell the media. And I'm like, what? Why would you not tell people? You're a horrible doctor. Um, but yeah, the effects were pretty good. I think overall though, the movie, it reaches out and tries to do a whole lot of like artsy stuff and I don't think it completely works. And I, I absolutely hated the ending. Like when they... Because they come out and they blatantly show what's going on and, you know, why she craves blood and, you know, what, how the infection and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, you don't need to explain it. Just end it. Leave it on, you know, a crazy ending like the first one was. We didn't need that explanation why there's a fucking octopus with a spike in her armpit. Like, just, we'll just go with it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, overall, uh, I liked 
the movie, but I don't think it was as good as the original. And that's what I'm going with. I know you had a different opinion, Mike. Um, I liked it. I, I liked the movie. Um, if you follow us, I said oh, in I another episode. You, said you didn't like it. No, I liked it, but what happened was I gave like some criticisms on like uh, a Facebook post by someone, I forget who, and I got in a fight with one of the actors in this movie, her uh, her boss, the uh, Gunter. Oh, that's right. I remember this now. Oh, my so, God. Uh, man, I know I have the conversation somewhere, but I'm not going to pull them out now. But yeah, I was just like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Sasuke sisters, but I, I, I liked this. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I really liked the main actress, Laura Vandervoort. Yeah. You know, she was awesome in this. I thought she was great. And um, the makeup in some of the scenes were great. But I still feel like the Sasuke sisters are so overrated. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, I said something to that kind of caliber. And one of the actors disagreed with me, and he was, like, name-calling me, saying I live in a basement and, you know, this and this and that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this dude was in the movie, and he was super insulted. Like, and I even said the same thing. I'm like, I actually like the movie, but, you know, but I didn't give it a perfect 10 out of 10, so he had some words for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was, I, I liked it. I was, I, not that I came in with a negative aspect, but I, I didn't like See No Evil 2. So I'm like, I don't know, whatever, Did he, you know. The, the sisters directing, but I came out actually liking this one. I was like, oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, like you said, it's not up to the same caliber as the original, but, like, I think uh, if I if I would say, like, to rank the Sasuke sisters movies, I would say, like, this is up there as one of their best, but not best in terms of, like, a good movie. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's, like, best for them. <laughs> it's like that best. makes sense. No, I I understand. I see what you're saying. But yeah, this is the of the one other movie I saw of them. I like this one better. So, but yeah, it's it's worth checking out. Um, I, I'm not gonna completely spoil the ending because uh, that's kind of the only like spoiler that's in the movie. Uh, so if if you're looking to see it, you can check it out. I didn't love the ending. I, I like more. I of didn't the mind the ending. I like the I like the effects that they had and yeah. like yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm not going to spoil it either but like I like the overall like cinematography of the ending and how like abs- absurd it was but yeah it, it didn't need to be there. Yeah. I I like the mystery more than the you know I, I like in the original when they just don't explain it you're like yeah she's got a spike thing in her armpit and she's like sucks blood. Credits roll. <laughs> like, oh okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just crazy. No. So, yeah, it was all right. Not too bad. Uh, Shane, you didn't see the uh, Rabbit remake, have you? Not the remake. I haven't. Not yet. Yeah, it's worth checking out if you come across it. I I have the Blu-ray. I don't know what it's on. It's probably on something out there, Amazon and all that. I don't know if it's made it to, like, Shutter or anything. Oh, someone's awake. Jesus. Yeah, you thought your cat was loud, Mike. Yeah, I know. I've been muting my mic just so she's not meowing. She's, like, right next to me. <laughs> Time to feed him, Shane. He's up. Dude, he gets fed a lot earlier than this. Not according to him. <laughs> That's not what he's saying. <laughs> Screw you, Hibby. <laughs> you get fed tomorrow. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that's that's some. Anyone have any other ones they uh, they watched or want to talk about, Mike? 
Uh, yeah, dude. Let me let me just run to my refrigerator. I'm gonna get another seltzer, and I'll be like back in like under a minute. Okay, we'll time it. Give me one second. Okay. Yeah, I don't have anything else to talk about because I'm too fucking tired. Yeah, I got you, Shane. But um, I'm gonna disappear anyway. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not. You know what? I'm not even gonna tell Mike. We'll just you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> See if that'd he notices. Just be, <laughs> that'd just be message me if he does. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I like I said, I thought I was watching uh, a horror movie, but this is more of a drama with more like horror elements. So it's a movie called um, Deranged, right? Oh, I spelled that super wrong. Hold on. I watched a movie Deranged recently. I even heard of a movie called Deranged. Yes, Deranged. It's uh, it's foreign. It's South Korean. Oh, okay. No, that's not the uh, that's not the one I was thinking of. I was thinking of a different movie. I I missed the E and I typed deranged. Um, that confused me. So yeah, this is uh, deranged from 2012. It was made in South Korea. It was directed by Jong Woo Park. Um, it's more like I said, it's more of a drama with like some horror elements thrown in. But I was like too far into the movie and I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna stick with this. Um, I rented it on YouTube because that's the only place I could find it. And it's starring Myung Min Kim, who, if you're like foreign horror films, uh, he was in Sorum and Into the Mirror. It also stars Jung Hee Moon, who was in the sequel to Three Extremes, which is another great, great, great uh, foreign horror film. It's an anthology. And she was also in Wishing Stairs. And then Dong Wan Kim, who was mainly in drama films, and he was in this movie called Glory Day. Um so the plot of this is like a mid 40s year old guy. He's under constant stress by his job. He works at a pharmaceutical company and he's also like this personal assistant to a, like a doctor. He's trying to like kiss his ass, to like go up in the company. What the what fuck? Sorry, that was me yawning. I'm going to go, guys. Um, I will catch up with you soon. All right, Shane. We'll see you next time. Thanks okay. for coming on. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, he works at a pharmaceutical company, and he is like a personal assistant to a doctor. He's like trying to kiss his ass because he's trying to rise up into the company. Um, he sort of treats his family like shit when he goes home. Um, he sleeps a lot, and you know the kids want something to do with him. He doesn't want anything to do with them. Uh, his brother is a police officer who he also wants nothing to do with because I think his brother gave him like bad intel on stocks, and it's it's just like whatever. Um, his brother ends up getting a call for a body that was found at a river that two joggers found. Uh, the body has a his like flesh being melted away from its face when he finds him in the river. Cool. It's it's apparently called uh, catch catchexia, and they show that it's from malnutrition. And when they bring the body in, the coroner tells the police officers that two more bodies were recovered this morning. And then, like, a day later, 58 more bodies were found in the same river. Uh, meanwhile, people keep having an increased appetite and drinking water because they're all massively dehydrated and they feel like they just need to eat. Um, so these people are running to nearby rivers and lakes and drowning themselves because something comes over them where they need water. 
when they're recovered, their faces match the same woman from earlier. Um, a woman is found in a bathtub with worms surrounding her. And it turns out these mutant, they're, they're called horse hair worms. And it's like an actual thing in nature where like, um, like you could take like a praying mantis and you could take these, it's real. You take the horse hair worm out of it. And the horse hair worm is actually like simulating movements, even though the uh, host is completely dead. So it's like wiggling in their body and it takes control of their brain as well. And you pull it out, and it's just like a it's like a, a worm, just like a parasite. It's creepy. If you go on YouTube, there's tons of videos on them. It's disgusting. So this movie involves what if those worms infected, you know, humans? So a woman is found in a bathtub with worms surrounding her. It turns out the, these are a mutant strain of horsehair worms, and they're using humans as hosts, and then leaves the host to reproduce in the water. So that's why they're rushing towards the water, and the worms are just, like, extracting out. So the worms travel to the brain and man- manipulate it two to three days before the person dies, and the worm extracts itself from the host. People turn into brainless zombies that absolutely need to get to a water source. Hmm. So, it, while it's more of a drama, there are a lot of horror elements to it. Um, there's multiple scenes where, like, you see all these people that are just, like, dehydrated and suffering from malnutrition because they're fe- when they're eating, they're feeding that worm instead of them. It like, kind of works as, like, a tapeworm. Right. Uh, oh, man, I've been mm-hmm, holding that. Mm-hmm. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, there's scenes where they're rushing through the streets, trying to get to a river, and there's, like, cops, like, accidentally, like, running them over. There's people that are... Um, one, of, well, one of the scene highlights is it's showing all these men, women, and children busting out of the hospital that they're in, committing suicide by jumping into different forms of water. People are drowning themselves in sinks, rivers, sewers, fish tanks. Like, anything with a water source, they're, like, drowning themselves in because the parasite needs to you know, reproduce. Hmm. Um, another scene is where the worms have nowhere to go. So if you don't get to a water source, the worms will just come out of your body. So like this girl is like over her face is over a toilet and there's worms coming out of her butt. And there's like this blood and like fluid all over the place. It's just pretty gross. Um, and you're saying this is a drama? Yeah, it's a drama, but like I said, there's some strong horror elements to it. The main drama is how uh, the main character is trying to um, find a certain kind of drug to, because his family gets the the parasite. So it, it's it, it's actually a really great story. It involves like um, people manipulating stocks, and because like there's a drug involved that actually like takes it away. And it's it's really interesting on that side. Um, I really like the acting in the story. Like the story was really good. Um, the acting was also really good. But what I didn't like was um, some scenes get a little bit redundant. Like the character finds what he's looking for, only for it to be taken away. And it happens like three times after the third time. I'm like all right, like give this guy, you know, give this guy a break. Um, and it's like almost two hours long. It's like an hour, 49 minutes, which is a little long for this kind of movie. Um, but yeah, there's it, it, there's some really cool scenes in here where there's people jumping off of bridges and running through police barricades. And it's like, even if they get hit by a car, they're like, they get back up again and they're like rushing to a nearby water source to try to get this 
parasite out of them. So I'm not. I don't want to go too much into the story because the stories were all the meat's at. So if you like a good story, I really recommend this. But yeah, I I enjoyed it and uh, it kind of goes along with what we're dealing with here. It shows a lot of like I guess south korea's version of the cdc they're like we need to issue quarantines and these people can't uh need to be protected and they can't be like seen by their families and like eventually their phones get taken away it's it's some creepy stuff and you know obviously i don't have worms coming on my ass but you know not yet it was kind of <laughs> and not yet who knows but yeah it was uh, it wasn't bad it's from south korea like i said i rented it on youtube it was only two bucks to rent cool and uh yeah it was good Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, what else do we got here? Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of other uh, virus outbreak movies. Uh, speaking of outbreak, I noticed that it was like in the top 10 on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never seen that. I've always wanted to check it out. But I've never watched it. I used to love that movie. Uh, it used to be on HBO all the time when I was younger, and I would constantly watch it, and I don't know why. Um, it. It's probably not that great of a movie, but I don't think I've watched it in 20 years. But I, I remember really loving it. Dustin Hoffman. I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's always good, so it's got to be decent. And people are watching it on Netflix, so it must be good, right? Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> what else? Let's see. Oh, uh, the, uh, a more recent one was uh, Black Death. Uh, that's one that takes place, you know, during during the plague times in Europe. Uh, oh, that sounds neat. Yeah, stars uh, Sean Bean. Oh, so he dies in it. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to give spoilers, but it is Sean Bean. <laughs> oh, Eddie Redmayne's in it. 2010. He must have been really young. Yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, it, there's in a, a big part of it is like the town's like there's a witch. Like you know that's what's infecting us. There's a witch in the town, and you know Sean Bean's been tasked with taking out uh, to stopping the plague essentially uh, by the church or whoever the the king of england or queen of england i don't remember it's been a long time since i watched it but I oh, david it. warner is in it i think it's on amazon like at least that's where i saw it it's it's worth checking out it's pretty interesting movie cool uh what else we got uh the crazies that's a classic one i see okay and people are gonna disagree with me but like i really don't like early george romero movies besides the this is uh night of living dead dawn of the dead Day of the Dead. I mean, the crazy like that that one is super political. Like he's got yeah. Like the first time I watched the original Crazies, I was like, man, I'm not into this at all. <laughs> uh, I remember the original. I don't like. I know I've seen the remake, but it doesn't stick in my head. Um, so I'm, I remember I'm... bashing it on the forum, the remake. But like, I got I saw it in theaters, so it's yeah. It's been a while for me too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I remember. I remember liking the original a lot. There's Let's also see. Contagion. I was going to talk about Contagion, but yeah, that was on my list. I did not get to it, and I've never seen it. So I own it. It's it's. I liked it from what I've uh, I've seen. Yeah, one from the There's 80s also... is a Warning Sign. That's one about an outbreak, and it's it's more like a response movie than anything else. It's it has it. It's less about you know, the horrible things that are happening to the people and more about, like, we can't let this get out and, you know, somebody's going to have to sacrifice themselves and go into whatever, throw the switch or something. Yeah. Uh, it was, I remember that one being pretty interesting. There's also Carriers with Chris Pine. 
it was like very early. I think it was like 2006 it came out. Mm-hmm. And it's about like an outbreak and Chris Pine is like a jag off in it. That wasn't too bad from what, what I've seen. <laughs> uh i watched one uh i think last year at some point um and i can never pronounce this right i always say it wrong thanatomorphos and what? yeah that's one where it, it's one of those like super uh underground movies and it's really gory and this girl like her body starts rotting and the entire movie is just like her sickness and you know her body rotting away and her not doing anything about it and being like trapped in this apartment. And it's, that's interesting. It is. And I think I talked about this on the podcast once before. I think it would be a much better short film than a full length, like two hour movie. Yeah. And, like, like, you know, what she goes through, I'm like, Oh, this is really cool. But they keep like repeating scenes over and over with her slightly more sick and slightly going through, you know, different things. I mean, the number of times, Do you know this, how to s- do you know how to spell it? T h a n a t o m o r f o s e. Okay, that's a lot. Thanatomorphos. And it's a picture of just like a vagina on the front of it. That's yep. That's the one. Just a big rotten vagina right on the front. At least you know what you're getting into. Yeah, it's interesting, but too long i think it doesn't it doesn't need to be that long but yeah i mean there's just probably a million other movies i'm forgetting i mean shit every fucking zombie movie starts with like a yeah. virus outbreak basically so yeah like 20 days later 20 weeks later yeah, if you don't want to get to like the zombie aspect like they're just infected with a virus yeah right but if you watch like even fulci movies they try to say that all those start with a virus outbreak so it's like yep. okay well is that a zombie movie virus movie that's why I think more on the contagion side was a little bit more interesting where it has to deal with like, you know, dealing with the virus once it gets out there. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's another one that's pretty cool. And, and but it takes place more in the background is 12 monkeys. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah. I want to watch that again. Yeah. That's a good flick. Remember when was, Bruce Willis was, was that good? Terry? Is that Terry? Yeah, it was Terry Gilliam. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt gave a shit because recently they fucking don't. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Brad Pitt recently. I mean, didn't he just do that Tarantino one? Didn't people like that? Yeah, but like, okay. So I'm gonna like, I gotta uh, like research this, but like, he suffers from a Bruce Willis thing where like towards their later movies, they have this like stupid smirk on their face throughout the whole damn movie, and like. They do that in every movie now. Like, Bruce Willis has, like, a smirk on his face every time he's, like, not talking. And same thing with Brad Pitt. Like, he's got the smirk on his face. And, like, he was nominated for, like, Best uh, Supporting Actor for the new Tarantino flick. And I'm like, man, I just, I don't know. I just feel like they don't, they're not, like, putting it in anymore. I don't care who gets nominated for anything anymore (laughs) since Willem Dafoe didn't get Best Supporting Actor. Oh, I know. Unbelievable. (laughs) That's unbelievable to me. So, yeah, there's some good stuff out there, though. But I think we're going to have to wrap this up, Mike, because there are fish tacos downstairs. And I know we just talked about a big rotten vagina, but I'm still (laughs) going to eat the fuck out of these things. Say no more. (laughs) So let's wrap this sucker up. Um, Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast, it's probably on iTunes or something. 
some other thing that I'm not going to list them all again. You know what you're listening to. <laughs> but, man, those fish tacos must smell good. Oh, man, I'm dying for them now. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so like them and do whatever you got to do. If you want to get a hold of us on the podcast, um, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Uh, our Facebook group, all you need is blood. If you want to get a hold of me, uh, I'm at Ryan Tudelo on Twitter. On Instagram, all you need Ryan. And if you want to get a hold of Shane, his, let's see, his Twitter is Dead Cell Society, and his Instagram is RoboGinge77? Does that sound right? 74, I believe. God damn it. You're the worst. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, yeah, that's it for contacts for me. Oh, if you want to get a hold of me, too, I'm also on the um, upcominghorrormovies.com message board as i'm always floating around on there so real quick i asked on instagram what people thought of um <laughs> contagion films mm-hmm. and i got something from connor blackman who's queso diablo 69 he said the crazies remake 28 days later i liked the rabbit remake stripper land streak trash cabin fever the og one clown swabian granny massacre the taint <laughs> Fang boner, gore, <laughs> horror, and cells. Fang boner. <laughs> Fang boner, gore, horror, and cells. Turkica, to name a few. Some may be questionable on if it's a sickness movie, but I'm cool with it. Oh, Idle Hands, maybe it counts. LOL. And then some other asshole commented on it saying, my name is Mike, and I love to sniff and chew turds. Can't wait to hear you read this tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) You said leave a comment, and I'll read it. And I'm like, yep. (laughs) Yes, you will. (laughs) Oh, my God. Fang boner. Hang on a second. I can't can't leave this. I got to do a quick IMDb on this. Fang boner. (laughs) There's apparently there's apparently a, a series called Fang Bone, and then 2015's Fang Boner. Dick and Susie become infected with an unknown virus. They soon discover they have a new taste for blood. The problem is they only seem to be able to suck blood out of their victims' scratches. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta watch that. Oh, Connor, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a decent rating. Why does it have a five point six? It's got sixty two reviews. <laughs> Good lord! Oh my god! Wow! All right, well, there we go. Listen, I've watched movies with more ridiculous plots. <laughs> Look at that poster, though. <laughs> Oh my god, what else did this guy make? Uh, he also made <laughs> Gay for Prey, The Erotic <laughs> Adventures of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, if I may, Mike, Amityville Vibrator. <laughs> he was also an actor in Nutsack Part 1, Lucifer's Cosmonauts. <laughs> I got a winner here. Ugh. All right. I'm going to have to look into this. <laughs> Son of a bitch. The, oh the man, the, the hole you go down, you know? I know. 
Oh, okay. Well, let's wrap this up. Um, so thanks for everybody for listening. And uh, yeah, uh, let us know if uh, you guys are interested in, in a Fang Boner review. <laughs> now I'm definitely going to look this up. Uh, great. Now I'm going to have to like type this into Google. It's, it's going to show up on like my Facebook ads and shit. We should do a episode just on this guy's like works. <laughs> the movies this guy's involved in. Yes. Oh my if, god. I'll, I'll take you know you could take Fang Boner. I'll take Gay for Prey, and Shane can get Amityville Vibrator. He's only directed three things, so. Yeah, Amityville Vibrator's 2020 though. It might not be out yet. Oh, that's true. Uh, it comes out June 6th. Oh uh, yeah, but with the corona and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll never see this gem. We should uh, we should add this guy or something on Facebook. <laughs> Nathan Rumler. What else was he in here? Boner in the Nuge. <laughs> oh, Blood Orgy at Beaver Lake. I might own that. Frankenstein's Fatal Flying Guillotine. Chubbies. <laughs> Nutsack part one. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. This is a win. That's a win. <laughs> All right, Mike, let's wrap this up. I'm eating those first right. tacos. Yep. All right. Well, see you later. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See ya. Oh, man. My eyes are watering. I don't mind, too. That nutsack thing got me. <laughs> Oh, fuck.